podcast listeners of the Reject Nation, Greg's voice. John's voice. We're going to watch Rings of Power episode five. If you want to catch our reaction, you can go over to youtube.com slash real rejects. But if you just want to hear our thoughts, stick around. <laughs> I got that reference. It's good. I understood that reference. I understood that <laughs> reference. <laughs> I comprehended your movie thing. Yes. All right, let's do it. Zippity doodah. Here we are. Zippity A. So I'm going to take my headphones off for a tiny bit while you talk. <laughs> okay. It's just been on for a long time in my ear. Your ears probably are sore. really hurts. Yes. Shot some stuff earlier. So why don't you go ahead and talk for a little bit. And, sure. Uh, you know, tell sure. what you think of the episode. Honest thoughts all around. Honest thoughts all around. I thought this was a, a decent episode. It's not every week I come in hoping for like a slam dunk. And uh, last week is still as close as we've gotten. But, uh, you know, I'm here for it. And uh, I'm not like in love with m- m- anything, but there's a lot I really like. I, I agree with what you said. Elrond and Durin are, are thus far clearly far and away the heart and soul of the show, and I loved their moments. I feel like even in little brief moments, those two managed to wring a lot of richness and a lot of life out of the circumstances, both big and small, and that helps to really ground things in a sense of I don't know. I, I feel like when you get too far into just the desperation and just the burden of purpose, you can lose the idea that what we're really fighting for is is these little, you know, human homey things, you know, is our bonds and our, you know, uh, good natured ribbing back and forth and, you know, visiting a friend after a long time and, you know. Uh, uh, rejoicing in each other's prosperity, you know, all those things. And those things are alive within those characters. And I feel like the rest of the time, like I said, the, the world maintain, uh, remains beautifully realized. The cast remains, uh, I think, well chosen. I, I like everybody. Um, but yeah, they, they are far and away the most alive thing about the show to me. And then, and then certain characters get, uh, you know, moments to be like that. But it's, this episode kind of called my attention toward, like, the way they proportion everything out. Because uh, I, I'm curious as to what, like, the... I imagine most writers' rooms like this have to have a big board with a lot of cards on it. And, uh, you know, you've got your... your Five season arc probably vaguely sketched out, and then you've got your first season all broken down. And I'm like, what were the proportions for where they decided to place all these different stories? Because, you know, like we get the Harfoots back in this episode, and and a couple things happened with them, but it it kind of felt like they they went, oh yeah yeah, they weren't here last week, so we got to check in on them really quick. All right, so now let's move on, and uh, you know you've got a whole bunch of other trouble a brewing in most every other pocket of the episodes uh so uh but you're back with the headphones on so i don't want to i don't want to take the whole the whole thing before you've had <laughs> go ahead uh, you're on a roll go for it uh but yeah i don't know like i i like seeing things with adar and wondering if he's sauron and i don't know it's, it's everything it's weird a part of me wishes i like everywhere we cut to and i i like again all the actors that populate it and the world itself. But sometimes I feel like if we could really 
treat each of these settings i don't know what what the solution would be but basically treat each of these settings kind of like they do with elrond and turin because with them too we get personal moments and circumstances but we also get the big picture stuff and i feel like with most of the other plot lines like with bronwyn and um aaron deer i feel like that is a lot of the big strokes you know we see <laughs> get another you know rousing speech and then you get the that people dividing into half and it's like that moment where they go and swear fealty to Adar, you know, to, to Sauron, or whoever you are. I don't care. I'm loyal to you. Like, that was interesting. But I feel like that moment could have had, that that sequence could have felt more like a whole part of the episode rather than just one of many scenes and one of many moments that seems like it's going to amount to some kind of big punch. And then it and then it just transitions into the, their marching and, then oh, there's a whole lot of them. And that's kind of a scary image. Um, and, and, you know, you've got everything going on in Numenor, which is not like, I, I appreciate the arguments back and forth and the debate, but it is falling into that hole for me with a lot of these plot lines where it's like, okay, I get it. You know, our, uh, Gladriel is, is she's suffering this great loss and she can't let go of her fight and she needs to, you know, rouse everybody to her cause, but. I feel like in some of those intimate moments, they they could make up so much ground by doing a little bit of personal character work instead of just checking back in with the core wound and then, you know, I don't know. I feel like some of these debates should be a little more rich and a little more uh, hard won because I feel like then they would feel more cathartic. But uh, what do you think, G? I thought it was the best episode we've gone so far. Really? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm ready for a surprise." Uh, no, I I, uh, I agree. I mean, I, I thought the episode was fine. Um, yeah. I don't have a uh, disdain for it. I wasn't no. like, I wasn't bored. Uh, no, I'm not exactly thrilled or excited <laughs> during it. Yeah, it, it was like eh, it was fine. I, I still feel like we're five episodes in, and how many episodes are... Do, do, do we have confirmation? It's an eight episode. It's eight episodes? Yeah, yeah. I feel like by now we should be in much more compelling territory. And maybe yeah. you are, uh, and, and we just aren't. I, I think what dawned on me, because, yeah, you bring up good points, and there were two things that I thought of in terms of the writers with this. I'm like, I imagine there's a very great outline they have for this and and i I think what happened what what kind of holds this show back in certain episodes is there's a lack of of um compelling qualities and the actual immediate execution of these scenes i'm like on paper this seems like the right scene to do this seems like the right step like yes okay you've convinced the queen now we got to convince the people um, and the people, are they going to be on board? And there's a little bit of political upheavals you got to go through as well with certain people on the council. And what does this all mean? So I, I think like, yeah, okay, so we got to have a debate about it. Now, the thing that's happening is like you, you said that you thought like some of this more personal stuff and everything being just debated about could be more rich. And I agree that part of it is not exactly rich to me it, it seems very kind of i don't want to say perfunctory 
it it's like you can see to me the direction of it was just so obvious of everything that was about it was like okay we know where we're gonna I, like by the end of the episode they're all gonna set sail so like yeah and and, and it didn't and like we need to throw a couple of things in there and, and then there's some of the things about looming threats they feel so generic it's usually just there's a darkness yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's darkness coming and and i felt like the thing that's really missing for this particular series when you are having these moments that are supposed to feel like monumental and sweeping and epically heroic on, on journeys that they're going to be setting forth the thing that kind of misses for me on, on these episodes is really the feeling of there's some dark shit ahead though there's yeah. some like terrible shit ahead or, or like even i've heard theories about the um braun about the Bronwyn character that and this is just a theory like and by theory I, I mean i've seen like you know the circle and the question mark of, <laughs> of uh that he might be the remember when um aon and return of the king cuts off that guy's head i i i'm no man that scene i am no man yeah and like that might be him oh like, like i've heard a theory about that and, and it's not confirmed i haven't seen think pieces wait you mean Halbrand? which one's Bronwyn? She's the mom of Theo. My bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Bronwyn's the mom of Theo. Yeah. What it was like, I know him, not the king. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Halbrin, yeah, uh, the guy with the men people who apparently did some shady did stuff, some terrible before. stuff in the past. <laughs> well, they succumbed <laughs> to Sauron, um, or who they thought was well, Sauron. Yeah, Sauron. Yeah. So they uh, with Halbrin. So Halbrin, Halbrin, yeah, Halbrin. God damn it, <laughs> Halbrin. Like if he's just destined to be an Aragorn path, yeah. Like, okay, it's cliche. And if there was some type of hint, kind of what they're applying with with the storyline that should be more interesting, but it's just not quite as interesting as you're hoping it with the the, the giant guy among the Hardfoots. Yeah. Of like, is this guy good or bad? Like, which direction is this going with him? Like, that is kind of, it's weird because for, for him, they are doing the thing that I'm like, that is unknown if, if he's going to be good or bad, yet I'm not as interested in it as I'd like to be. And it's one of the richest prospects because you're like, oh, a character who's being nurtured by someone who's going to bleed them along the path of goodness, but what if they're just, that's just in their blood, just is the darkness, yeah. Right, so you have that character who who has that quality, yet it's not that interesting, as interesting as I hope to be. And uh, personally, obviously, it's all personal, all subjective. Whereas with, um, like, any of our main players setting sail, it's it's like I want to. Other than just we're gonna go into battle, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's the only this only dark thread is is the obvious. But it's like what, what what can make it really compelling is what will become of these people. You know, that's the fear. It, and you mean take like Lord of the Rings is just one example you can pull from is what will become of Frodo. You know, is he going to? It's a test of like, will he descend to the darkness? Will he give in to the ring? And here it, it is, and I think they're trying to plant some of those seeds, sort of. Like, I don't really know other than there's the, the only threat is, like, yeah, they, they might die uh, in battle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But I think the real thing that makes things feel more personal is what will become of these people. 
And is there a threat there of what might be coming then? Like we know because of who Galadriel is that eventually she'll become like, oh my God, she's not as fucking bitchy and angsty of an elf. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's going to become even more wise down the line. Yeah. Like, being clever. No, you know, Elrond's going to become like, oh, Hugo Weaving apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> You can't see it. <laughs> Who's the more accurate interpretation of who Elrond is? Yeah. Stoic ass Elrond. Or Elrond with a personality. <laughs> like which one's the more he, accurate one? He cracks a smile once in a while to the hobbits, you know? <laughs> in that freaking those Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies. He's he's just like he's Agent Smith with yeah. <laughs> um uh so I I I think that's like the main missing quality for me. Whereas I kind of get some of that with Elrond and Durin. Uh, of what I'm talking about, of, of what will become of them, what will become of their friendship. Like, that's such murky territory. Like, obviously, the Mithril is, is such, like, we we we're, we have an awareness of what becomes of Mithril, but what becomes of them as as friends? Yeah. What's going to happen to their relationship? How how murky and, 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 and soiled will, the, will their friendship become? Because you got the dad... Of Durin, who's like, I don't trust elves at all. And no, don't be. This is our <laughs> greatest secret. Yeah, <laughs> it's the secret you know, to our and restoration. Then, and then, uh, and then, King Elf has like doesn't seem to have any real respect for the dwarves, but just wants something from them, and in order so they can live. And then that's gonna that can get very ugly. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part of it that makes it really compelling to me when it comes to the Mithril. Is ah shit, this could land into like. What's gonna happen with the elves and the dwarves, and and what will happen with Durin and 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 and, and Elrond? Like I'm that that's what I mean by it's not about are they gonna fight in a battle together? <laughs> it's it's like what's gonna become of them? Well, that's the <laughs> most interest to me. That was the most interesting thing of the episode because it makes the best combination of the the macro stakes of this could be the end of the elves, and then the micro personal stakes of I made this oath, I'm taking this seriously, and also I don't tr- necessarily trust everyone who's advising me, and that makes a real relatable and also very just palpable situation between them and it makes a lot of room for tension and release and i think with those characters they also understand the value of release because through the lord of the rings trilogy and and beyond there you know we start to kind of fall off and, and take the wrong lessons but through that trilogy i feel like you frequently have these sweeping epic, you know, grandiose and, you know, very g- gravitational moments, these, these gravitas-heavy moments. But you also have always some level of brevity and, and a very personal touch in between those things. Like, no matter when a huge battle is, is you know, when characters are prepping for a huge battle, you'll oftentimes get, like, a little aside moment of humor or something a little more real to, to remind you. And I feel like that's again yeah them talking about that whole dilemma is the one place where both of those stakes feel present together at the same time yeah yeah and we, and i i think this was so much of this is kind of lacking in is truly getting a, a little bit more in your show uh, you know you should get a little bit more personal from time to time uh, and I, I feel like they're attempting it though that that's the thing of why i'm not i'm not saying they're not doing it i, I think there's an a, they're definitely trying. It it just doesn't feel like the execution of it is hitting home. And again, all subjective opinions here, just, just for myself, it doesn't feel like it's quite hitting the mark that it 
that it sets out to hit with with having more of a personal effect because you kind of see it all over this episode. Like we didn't really land anywhere different than we did last episode. Other Still than they left, <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> like we they they agreed last episode and now they're leaving. In terms of like the main big plot, and of course you have. I, I forget the name of the camp with that Aaron Deer's watching over. Yeah, I, I forget what they were what they're called. Because some parts of this episode felt edited funny. Mm-hmm. Like there were it, it moved slow, but like fast at the same time. Like you would just like things would just skip ahead in time, or you'd, you'd start in the middle of something. Where I'm like, kind of like a little bit of a pre like a lead into this moment a little bit more. <laughs> kind of like the like Duran sitting at the table with the elves. Or the, like the way how some shifts and choices happen, like with with um, Bronwyn, and, and like, oh, hey, we all gotta stick together. And then the next scene, well, fucking everything, everything sucks. We're losing. And now and let's like, look at the tower and cut away. And, and I understand some <laughs> yeah. plot stuff happened in between, like half the people leaving, so that can make you sad. Or you're worried about your son. Like I, I, I understand that. Like that's, but that's what I mean by the editing of it. Kind of just sometimes cut off some things that I think could have just made some things breathe better so we had this weird mix of this is a slow episode but it's also kind of a jarringly fast episode at times where i'm like i that that richness that you kind of crave for just a little bit more ingredients is being left off the plate (laughs) i feel you gotta speed this up a little bit (laughs) i feel like maybe the key and not to slight the hardfoots in particular i feel like maybe the key would just be to leave one of the places plot lines etc leave one of the threads mostly out each episode to give us time to maybe miss it and b to give a little more time to the bunch of other things we're focusing on because in a way those editing nicks and the more surface level qualities of some of the arguments they make the map feel smaller and it works against how beautifully produced everything is because it feels like okay, we gotta cut back to Numenor, and we gotta cut back to here, and we gotta cut back to here. We gotta have all these these yeah conversations to get the plot. This was the most I felt like okay, we gotta get the plot going places. Like the guy blowing up the ship, I was like, there are aspects of this that could be interesting, and I get that not all the people are on board, but it feels like everybody's on board. And now the ship is blowing up, and that's our device to get a Sildor onto the the you know into this part of the story. This I'm is the solution. Sildor a little more. I do like him. I, he's. Uh, I didn't really give two shits about him in any of the other episodes, and <laughs> this is the first time. Like, but by the time he like hugged his friends at the end and like sweep the dead, sweep the horseshit, <laughs> like that was. I was like, all right, and you know, I think I'm a. Well, I'm getting on board for this guy. Yeah, they made him work for it, and I think it's, that works for the episode. Still very like the most repetitive shit about <laughs> this kid. It was like same thing with like Galadriel. Very repetitive types of. Yeah, types of dialogue uh, and I f- for them, and yeah. I feel like it works against her as an actress sometimes. And, and it was like in that moment, I kept, I just keep wanting them to go a little further with everything, and to maybe, I, I wonder if too, there's some kind of beholdenness to the. La- I'm sure there is to some degree a beholden quality to the language and to the perceived demeanor of these stories. But if they would maybe give more, a little more voice to each character, because I, I remembered i like her performances a lot when she's talking to hallbrand and he's confronting her and and they're trying to convince each other uh of you know 
she turns away as she's touching back on that core wound of her brother and stuff, and you see like her eyes start to tear up. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this is a this is drawing me in. I'm more than interested now. I'm actually being drawn in, and I'm actually being compelled. And uh, and it's good they did that, but I feel like especially with her as a character, like in this episode, you mostly just have to watch her maneuvering people into getting on board with her again. And, and the same kind of barely opening her mouth wide eyed delivery again. <laughs> yeah, and and it takes <laughs> actors who I feel like it it is a pitfall that I found throughout the Hobbit movies, and I do find is kind of ailing. This is you can't be too stoic and too i know the elves are are they age way different than everybody and their perspective is, is totally different because of that but i think there's still a way as we saw in the lord of the rings movies everyone loved friggin' legolas and he was still kind of laconic and mysterious in ways but you still got that character oomph and i feel like here i'll when, be honest if legolas was the lead i would be kind of bored Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, and you have He's to also great know in, the, in this position he plays. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's why getting more Legolas <laughs> in the Hobbit movies isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, even still, though, I feel like they. He's got at least the the fun back and forth with Gimli. Like if they give her something to temper again. It was like Thor and Oakenshield in those movies is kind of reminding me of what they're doing here. It's like most all of what we check in with you about is kind of the same, you know, stern resolve. And I'm not wavering in my mission. And, and you know, I just have to fight. Like even the conversation, the debate wasn't that interesting in the writing because it was just like, why fight? I have to fight. Okay, fine. You have to well, fight. <laughs> well, I think with everyone, whatever emotional point they have put every one of these characters I feel like everyone just kind of stayed new, uh, at a very neutral spot of wherever that emotion lies, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, Galadriel is supposed to be the hard-ass, aggressive, difficult-to-communicate-with character. And it's always kind of stayed a little bit in, in the same realm yeah. of that trait. Yeah. When, I, when part of me is like, Make her more of a bitch. <laughs> like, just yeah. go out there and just make her be like, God damn, you are an unreasonable woman. <laughs> like, go out there and, and, and push it. Like, push push that aggression then. Like, push it further. Like, you got some shades of... of make us really question if she's going too far. Yeah. Like, show that, okay, yeah, this this thing's really gotten the best of her. You get why some people, like, why, why her people commit a mutiny on her. Yeah. Because... The way she is is just awful. <laughs> but then, you know, you got to balance it out with, like, having certain moments where you see that she actually is a good person. But it pushed some of those qualities, you know? And, again, like, the ones who I think they just nail it with are Durin and Elrond. Like, yeah. they're the only ones who I'm like, they don't feel neutral to me. Ever. A sealed door feels very much the, the same shit. Uh, <laughs> the... The Harfoots feel that way, and, and, you know, other than, like, Nori being like, oh, my God, he almost hurt me. <laughs> even uh, though I, I walked though into this I, extraordinary yeah. situation and put my clearly hand on Clearly he him. was in a zone and didn't look at me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, like, there's... It's, it, and, and some of the, so some of it starts to feel like it's not it's hitting kind of flat. Uh, like, Aaron Deere and Bronwyn, like, man, I wasn't really... That was something I, w I was craving. Like, I like the choice they're making. Again, outline. Interesting outline. But there's something about the details that 
feels like it's lacking and I and I can't even I've lost more words to put <laughs> my finger on what it is that it's doing. And it could be what you're saying, too many plot lines, like early days of Walking Dead and apparently later days of Walking Dead, but not that quite middle part of Walking Dead <laughs> did a great job at doing that. Yeah. Or you're like, you don't see your main characters for like a few episodes, you know? Yeah. Some of the be- some of the best animes I've ever, like Naruto d- does an amazing job at like, you're only going to focus on these few characters for a few episodes. And you're not really going to check in with these other people. So sometimes the the affect of it, because it is kind of weird, like what you said with the Harfoots, of they're running out all last episode. They're in for like 10 minutes here <laughs> and it's spread it over the course of five different minutes. Pretty isolated <laughs> you know? effect overall. So, yeah. so it's hard to be affected by what just happened when I'm like, you barely check in with them. So I don't really give a shit <laughs> because we haven't really had time to breathe with these guys. Since we last saw them two episodes ago, and and yeah. that part is what is uh, that's what I mean by some of the the way they edit it. I think it, it honestly some of these issues might come down to a, a, a they don't have time to truly dive into the the debates, the conversations, make the dialogue more enriching because they do have so many characters they're cutting around to. Like they just introduced some other people in this episode. I oh, just yeah. remembered right now who's we're standing over the freaking spot where giant guy landed, and I'm and, like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> Androgen M is here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are what are these things? So, yeah, I I have, I I like I didn't I really didn't hate uh, what we saw, it, and it, it was like there are parts I enjoyed, and but I I am wait I am what I'm my my hope the thing I'm holding out hope for is that. Because it seems like they really had to, because they they mapped out like several seasons, so maybe they got carried away too much in their outline that they you sometimes forget that you got to make that the, each episode really goddamn compelling yeah. instead of waiting for the end result for everything to click. So what I'm hoping for is that by the time you get to the final episode, it suddenly makes all these episodes feel better. Yeah, that's my hope. I'm not confident. <laughs> like I'm not. I, I have my doubts. I'm not fully sold that by the time we get there, we'll feel that way. I'm waiting to see. Like, okay, what happens when we get these big action set pieces that they've been teasing for so long now? Like, what's going to happen when we get there? And and the conflicts are much more fully formed because everyone's just kind of gearing up and hearing whispers and blah blah. Yeah, because I I don't. I I really personally don't give a shit about what happens with Numenor. Uh, like, not that. What do I mean by that? I guess what I mean by that is I don't I don't know the people in Numenor, and I don't care. I, yeah, I guess I mean I guess I mean what I said. Like I, I they're like oh these people in Numenor they like when Isildur's dad is talking with Isildur. Yeah, been like they fucking you know they they earned their spots here and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't I don't care. I don't I don't know who these people are. I I I don't and care. All, and all I witnessed them do is be a mob and and yeah, either be very adversarial or just hop on board for stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have no sense of the community or, or or even much about the queen other than she's had to make some decisions. Ellen Deal is the only character in Numenor who who actually has the full heart and soul right now. Ellen Deal is his, the dad. His the dad. dad yeah. yeah. Like whenever he shows up, I'm like, I care about Numenor because of you. <laughs> but I think it's because he, the actor, brings it. Yeah. The, the actor right. has that great like British play yet modern quality. Like 
you're the kind of actor who could be in a modern day movie or or, or period piece. You and could you could be either super stoic or or like someone's uncle. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he brings it. Yeah, it's like you got plot lines like freaking Sildur's sister. I'm like, well, you're not even a real character. <laughs> Where did like, this come from? Why is why are we giving any attention to this right now? Like, I it felt like a tacked on conflict. That was like last week. They were they were at least you know. I don't know. I, I didn't feel this coming on last week. And then this week I was like, oh, OK, I guess we have to have some kind of other family conflict that we're not going to pay that much attention to. Yeah, I, th- I think there is a it is bogged down by by too. It is the thing that I think a lot of people had to worry about is that there are t- too many character syndrome. Because uh, even from a writing standpoint, I, I, I think even from a writing standpoint, it's it's hard for you to. Be like, oh yeah, let me just get fully invested in like the characters' moments right now, and because yeah. you're, you're hopping around it's been a and whole shit. history yeah. and a freaking war and and all this yeah. other shit to live up to. Because you got yeah, you got to do world building and then t- and then talk exposition, necessary exposition. Um, but the only thing I think they've really got a good grasp, like a solid grasp on, is Elrond and Durin. That is the main thing that I'm like, you keep the plot moving and you keep it character driven. And it's the only time I, I feel like you're you're hitting all cylinders with, with those two. So Yeah. Whereas the other ones really sway for me. This <laughs> this show I would say a lot of things, maybe even most things to me, are interesting. Occasionally things are very engrossing. And occasionally there are things that that don't move me in one way or the other. And I hope my hope is that they will hear some of these criticisms and then for season two you know, everyone has been up in arms about which rights they have and how much of just a fan fiction is this. And and to me now, I almost feel like go even further into fan fiction. Like keep the important continuity points you need to keep while we figure out how canonical this will be regarded in the future. But like go even further. Don't worry as much about being respectful because this is just me projecting, I don't know, but I almost wonder, like, maybe they're trying to be a little too respectful to the stoicism and to a certain type of language. Not just go in, give a, like, yeah, really go in on characters, take some swings, take some chances. You might upset more people, but you might also gain more people to what you're doing that's interesting in this room. This has to be exciting. Yeah. This, ha- this has to be I- exciting and emotionally gripping. And, and for some, I see on social media, for some, it, it does hit those marks. And that's great for you. I don't think this is a majority consensus that like, <laughs> like most people. I like. I don't feel like we have a minority opinion. No. And nor do I share that other opinion about anything with a woman being woke. Like I don't. I, I don't share that side. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of what the storytelling is and how that's being displayed, I don't feel like we have necessarily an unpopular opinion about yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I, but I do want to acknowledge that there is a complete opposite side where people really are in love with this show, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's that's really that's, that's really great to have that. Yeah, see something like this though, and I'm like, did this these last two episodes really need to be like sixty million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> and then you forget, you start to forget about those high production values mm-hmm. in the wake of things yeah. like that, and they can sometimes work work against. I mean, that's the thing is, is I think you know the the filmmaking, barring some pace issues, some of the times is usually pretty epic, pretty world class, 
and I can see some people really latching onto it from that perspective. You know what a lot of this feels like lately in this show to me? It feels like the first half of the two of the two towers mm. where it's just like a slow dark tra- slow dark drama without any of the really compelling darkness that that movie had. Mm-hmm. It's just like a drama like a uh, well, because you're, you're watching so many people be tested, and I think that those movies, uh, not to always harp this, but I think those movies had a better grip on even your heroes, even your cipher characters have conflict and deteriorate and really have to go through the hard battle of choosing to do good and do the right thing and follow the mission. And people get corrupted and people experience remorse. Whereas I feel like here you have characters who are presented nobly, maybe misunderstood from the outside, but from your narrative perspective, are you're never given reason to suspect they might waver. You just know to trust their judgment because they, you know, are these archetypical characters. And you know, I, I again I feel like that gray, not everything needs to be anti heroes and and you know, like really grungy gray areas, but I think that harshness of the entire undertaking needs to be applied to the beauty of everything. And I feel like we only check in with that harshness when we, you know, go check in with the orcs. <laughs> and yeah, I think you check in with the darkness when it's like this is a dark scene because <laughs> there's violence happening. <laughs> there's a shadow and we got either wargs or orcs or something. Yeah, yeah. like it's a physically dark scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is I feel like the most effective elements, I feel like maybe, you know, like sometimes the physical elements are what, what uh, sweep people up the most. And I feel like uh, uh, that's probably where I would imagine that's that's what works for the people it works for the most. Yeah, I think I just need everything to kind of. I would end up with just saying I feel like I, I I'm getting this, this this craving for things just to hit harder. Yeah. Of, okay, uh, Arndir and and, and uh, God Brownie Bronwyn <laughs> Bronwyn Arndir <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bronwyn. I I want to feel the, the desolation and and the fear. Uh-huh. I I want to feel I want to feel the fear. Of what they're dealing with, I want to feel the desperate, the desperation of what they're stacked up against. I, I want to feel that with the people of Numenor, the the again those same emotions of like I want to feel why they're going to war, yeah. why they have to fight, what they're afraid of, instead of just laying out like facts about <laughs> things. And you know, we got fight. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, Why are these people fighting yeah. to protect and to vanquish? I want. I want that. Like, why we must rise up? Why we must band together? What will happen if we don't? And you and, know, and, as opposed to just like people talking council all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, we we need that punch, and and we're not quite there, and we're five episodes in. And I'm just like, everything's just been fine. <laughs> Not it's always about to take off, except for episode four, which felt like it was actually taking off. You know, like even in the two towers, when uh, the people of Rohan uh, fought, it like joined the battle yeah. in the end of the movie. I'm like, we've only met them in this movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when they join, you're like, 
<laughs> yeah. the debate is really palpable and, and you see where everyone's coming from, even if you agree with certain people more than others. And then you get that huge catharsis when they actually do make the choice. You, yeah. s- you can feel what it is of why they were afraid to join the fight. Mm-hmm. And then now they're in the fight. There's like this elf who dies in the two towers in this like really slow yeah. way. And I'm like, I don't even know who this elf is. But when, those, so cool. but when those elves show up in that fight, you're like, they joined the fight. They didn't think it'd be happening, but here they are. Dude, <laughs> you know? my man. Let's do it. Because yeah. you're so enwrapped in, like, oh, God. Uh, now it Ar- feels Aragorn, impossible. Legolas, and Gimli have to lead these people into a fight that seems like there's no no real odds in their favor. Yeah, yeah. it convinces <laughs> you that this is all we have, and we just got to work with yeah. it, rather than leaving you to go, no, they'll show up. We yeah. just got to figure out I, how it's going to happen. I guess <laughs> that's what we need is, like, we need to feel how the we really need to feel the odds stacked against them, and we need to feel how just horrendous and and desperate everyone is. And, and it's and maybe it'll get there, <laughs> but right now it it just feels like po- like talking heads about politics. Like even even for a sealed door, I'm like, what the? It's hard for me to get him. Like I like him; he's like passably likable. And he, but there's like no real emotion for me of like, why do you, I'm kind of with his dad, like, what's your deal? Like, why, <laughs> why, why, why do you want to fight? You seem really You seem like you're just trying to make a name for yourself because you want to make a name for yourself as opposed to you're trying, you're, you're fighting for something you believe in that, that you need to be a part of or else you're going to regret not having been a part of this fight for your people. Like, that's not the impression I get. Yeah, I was with his friends <laughs> when he goes to ask him to his buddy to sneak him on He's the guy like, the lieutenant. No, guy. I want to. I want to. I want a good reputation. I want to. I want to look good. <laughs> no, like this time, I'll, I'll get with it. This time, I promise. <laughs> that's what it seems. It 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 doesn't feel like there's something truly inspiring about a real character about change overcoming him. odds with anyone here. And it's it's bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's the basis of your big war fantasy. F- idea is is just what are the odds you got to overcome and then <laughs> you rouse people up and you, you get together and here we are let's, let's, let's kick some ass <laughs> like that's about <laughs> as simple as it gets <laughs> yeah well and it, i don't know the the way they've drawn a sealed door so far if he just kind of feels a bit like a like a flippant character like uh well i, I guess uh, i screwed up well what's my next opportunity joining this uh, royal guard thing all right i guess i'll volunteer for that yeah <laughs> like this is our chance to meet isildur and isildur was more interesting in the movies as a man of like the man who uh, who could have been the savior yeah and like oh what was he and then he gave into the ring it felt like the, the three minutes of screen time that man has by now is, is way more intriguing than anything we've gotten we should it, at so. least yeah see the seeds of his ambition and the seeds of his benevolence like we should at least see a little bit of of each of those and right now we see basic like a bit of you see he doesn't sp- seem like a bad guy so that's benevolence enough i guess but i feel like he got like spoiled aladdin yeah, that's exactly. It's like what Aladdin without like. the brokenness. Yeah. <laughs> is what she got. Rich Aladdin, who's still doing Aladdin shit, but he doesn't have to be. Yeah, he's got all the means necessary to not be doing. Like that. he's not connected with the people. He seems to try to like you know um, um, nepotism his way through life yeah. <laughs> when he nepotism. can. Yeah, uh, there's 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 things about here. I'm just like, come on, show. You're you're. I feel like you. you I feel like episode two set us up to get everything I'm kind of craving. 
And then we just, even episode four, even though I thought that was technically the best one we've gotten so far, didn't even, hasn't even, didn't even deliver on what I'm talking about. Mm. Episode two really set us, started setting us up for that of, of those qualities to start getting that. And it still hasn't quite got there. And if we can just get there, I'd be a happy camper. Just yeah. that emotion. I'm just talking about the emotion. If you can just get us to the emotion, then you're set. Like anything else is like whatever, it, you know, like you can argue logistics over this fictional world all you want. But if you can just get the emotion, you, you, you can be, solve an, engage, a lot you can be an engaging show. Yeah. yeah. And you'll shut a lot of people up. <laughs> yeah. Emotion's everything. Yeah. Emotion is literally everything. Yeah. And, and, and you're just not quite there. And I, and I think you can even do that with stoic characters. Absolutely. Stoic, you can. stoic people, you can totally pull that off. You know, Ryan Gosling stoic his way through some Ryan of his best Gosling roles. Ryan Gosling elf. <laughs> you know? A Ryan Gosling elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you absolutely can. Like, it's just about making the shades more subtle, but you gotta put you gotta put that stuff on the page or let your actors improv it. <laughs> you know, to some degree, because a lot of the dialogue does feel more, at least in this episode, felt more like beats turned into debates. They they felt like debates. Yeah. Uh, rather than real conversations and real convictions colliding, you know. You know, and yeah. If we have stuff to praise, if you've actually stuck around with our little weird journey with this show, <laughs> we will praise the shit out of things to praise. <laughs> you know? And when it works and it's working for us, we I feel like we're both pretty overjoyed to, to say yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And this has been. Fa I mean, I am fascinated. This is fun to me, if only for the fact that I haven't had this experience with the show in a while, especially like here in this environment where we're like, man, this is a really like strange up and down journey. I think next episode has to kick ass. It has. To. I, I, I think episode six has to be the ass kicker. Like, I really think that the story like, of this show to me is just constantly being painted into a corner of like, you got to bring greatness now. <laughs> like, and I think your last three have to hit home. Otherwise, like, who's going to I mean, you got to start winning over some people. You got to start winning over some people. Like, frankly, here's the thing is, you know, if, I, I do question like if we weren't covering this for the channel. Would I have really continued with this show, <laughs> or would I have been like, eh, I didn't get around to it, <laughs> I, I fell off, you know? But because we cover for the channel, like, there's a consistency with having to view it, yeah. and and I do wonder if, if like, I was just on my own, if I would have just dropped the show, <laughs> you know, out of, like, oh, there's other things to watch that are more interesting. <laughs> so sure, you well, know. and 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 as it builds up, it's it's gotta, yeah, like it doesn't even have very much of a form once you get distance from it. Because uh, usually, I mean, you know, it, with a binge, I'll lose, you know, certain episodes of the line, obviously. But with these ones that are very much separated off, like, even then, it still feels just kind of like a jumble of yeah. moments. <laughs> jumble of scenes. But anyway, guys, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for sticking around for this long-ass discussion. Thanks if you had, coming if you did. to our TED Talk. <laughs> and uh, subscribe, click that bell, leave a like. We will chat with you all soon. Thank you. What did you think of the episode? Yeah, that, that question, too. <laughs>